Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. guys this is it this is the last week of our camp out I know you guys have enjoyed it last weekend we get to the, the weather's just getting right but it's time to go home but but we get one more night so with this one night it wouldn't be complete around a campfire if you didn't tell a, a scary story so I hope you guys are buckled in you know tighten it up because it could get really scary in here here in just a few minutes so so let me tell you this story see okay a long time ago there was this guy he was really charismatic and people really kind of followed him in fact he's he had these guys that followed him everywhere he went and he began to hold these public meetings and he would preach and talk and these huge crowds would gather and he would like lay hands on them and they'd get healed he even caused one guy to raise from the dead and another I mean it's just some crazy stuff but at the end of his life he decided that it, it would be best if he left and of course these guys that were following him like man we've given up everything to follow you what are we going to do now and he just tells them you know what I'm going to go away but I'm on, I, I'm, I promise I'll send you a gift and man we all like gifts right so so he tells them he says just go just hang out in this room together and just kind of sit around I mean think about that man he didn't give them instructions or anything just go sit in this room and just kind of wait and so he, they, they, they obey. He, he leaves. He, they can't see him anymore. He just disappears into thin air. That's pretty scary right there. He just is gone. But, and so they, they don't know what to do. So they do what he said to do last. They go to the room that he told them to go. And they just start hanging out. And they're just waiting. And waiting. And waiting. And they're, they're like, what's, what's going on? And they're waiting. And then out of nowhere... That something interesting happens. Uh, we're, we're, this is what happens. There's just like uh, the phone rings right in the middle of their meeting. And it, and it was this guy, and he was telling them, just keep waiting. Just keep waiting until we put it on silent. And just keep waiting. And, and just keep waiting and keep waiting. And so they wait, and they wait, busted. Uh, uh, they just keep waiting. And then out of nowhere, there, there's these things that come out of the, like, it's like they come out of the sky right through the ceiling, and it rests over them, and it's like fire sitting on their head. And, and it's kind of crazy because when this fire sits on the head, they start talking in languages that they didn't even know. And, and it's kind of weird. They're looking at one another and they're wondering what happened and where this came from. And then they suddenly realize that it was the Holy Ghost. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to scare you that way. I'm afraid of no ghosts. You ain't afraid of no ghosts? All right. So, we've made this uh, Holy Spirit thing. So scary, but I've got a major announcement to make to you this morning. For those of you that have been faithfully attending Passion Church over the last few years, I have a major announcement. Here it is. I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget what it is. Here, here's the, the announcement. If you've faithfully attended Passion Church over the last 12 years, you as a membership benefit, I had forgotten to tell you that over the last 12 years, every purchase you've made at Walmart, you could have received a 25% discount off of every 
purchase you made at Walmart. And because you're a part of uh, Passion Church, you can also play one round every year for free at Pebble Beach. You don't even have to pay green fees or anything. You just walk up and say, I'm a part of Passion Church and I want my free round. And they automatically put you on the schedule and let you play for free. And because you're a part of Passion Church, you are entitled to one time a year all expenses paid, a free trip to Hawaii every year. You could have had one for every year. So y'all do know that none of that's true, right? <laughs> but wouldn't it be true that if you were members of an organization that promised you benefits and they did not come through, you would be disappointed? Uh, I, I'm not a member of a lot of things, but any organization that I'm a member of, if they have benefits that that maybe I, for some reason, was unaware of or they didn't make known to me, then I would be very uh, frustrated that I did not gain those benefits that, that I should have gained by being a member. In fact, I would say this to you. If I discovered that the organizations I'm a part of had benefits like what I just mentioned and I didn't know it, I would demand those benefits, wouldn't you? So this morning I want to make a conclusion. I think there's a major issue for uh, not just us as a church, but the church as a whole. I think one of the issues is this, is that when it comes to the Holy Spirit, because of confusion and because of fear and because of misuse and because of, of abuse and because of uh, things that we classify maybe uh, as weird or scary, that what we've done at times is we've failed to access or embrace the benefits of the Holy Spirit. And so what I want to do is I want us to begin to look at the membership manual. This last, uh, we were supposed to do it last week, but I, I had strep throat, so I decided not to come and spread the love, and, and uh, I missed. But so this week we're going to go, we're going to conclude this. But I want us to look in the membership manual, and I want us to see um, what I'm calling ghostly gains, just because it sounds good, uh, or benefits that we should be accessing or, or benefiting from because of the Holy Spirit. And these should be in our life. And I, and I hope that maybe it will deal with some of the confusion as well. So I want you to join me in three passages of Scripture uh, that talk about some of the benefits or the gains that we're supposed to have because of the Holy Spirit. The first one is uh, the Pentecostal linchpin. It's the one we always refer to. It's Acts chapter 1 verse 8. It says this, But you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all the Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And then we go into 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, another linchpin passage for us in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 beginning in verse 4. It says this, there are all different kinds of gifts but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but all the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now, to each one of the, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Now, here the, the, he lists these gifts for us. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by the means of the same Spirit. To another, the uh, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that same Spirit. To another... Um, miraculous power to another prophecy to another distinguishing between spirits or what we call discernment uh, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues until still to another 
the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one just as He determines. Then you go into Galatians, and we read a different section of Scripture, uh, and again talking about the Holy Spirit, but a little bit different. In Galatians chapter 5, beginning in verse 22, going down through verse 23, it says this, but when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, maybe we ought to stop right there and just preach about the fact that the Holy Spirit is supposed to control our life because a lot of us are in control of some things that he should be. Okay, never mind. That's a different message. All right. Uh, so, so, so when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, he will produce this kind of fruit in us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Um, so for our discussion today, I want us to talk about the ghostly gains, the benefits of the Holy Spirit, they are clear, and may I also add, they are not confusing, and may I also add, they're not weird. Uh, in some cases, they are otherworldly, but they're not weird. They're very straightforward, they're listed for us. Um, my concern is, is this, is that they are benefits that we should be accessing, but a lot of times we are missing them individually, and we miss them corporately this morning. And so what I want us to do is I want us to focus on the three main groups of benefits. Now listen, don't send me emails and don't text me and say the Holy Spirit is more than just the three things that you listed. I know that, but we got 30 minutes, all right? Uh, we, we could, I could spend the rest of the day talking about all the benefits of being filled with the Holy Spirit. I, I recognize it, but, but for, for the sake of time and maybe Maybe for the sake, ooh, I'm going to get myself in trouble here, of importance. I hate to say that because then we think the others are not. But, but, but just for our discussion to, today, can I just group them in three? Just three main benefits just because I can't remember 19. All right, I can remember three. I'm hoping you're going to remember three this morning. Three benefits, and they're not mentioned. I'm not in, I am not listing them. Hear me, I am. Touch your neighbor say, he's not. Come on, tell him, he's not. Okay, all right. I'm not listing them in the order of importance. Did you hear what I just said? I'm not listing them in the order of importance. I'm only listing them in the order they were mentioned. All right, here we go. Number one, power to witness. I'll come back to that. But that is a ghostly gain that we should have. The power to witness. Number two, gifts of the Holy Spirit. Again, it's not weird. Gifts of the Holy Spirit. And then third, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so let me, I'm going to talk about all three just briefly uh, and, and maybe help you. I, I want to say to you that we need the power of the Holy Spirit to replace excuses with effective. So, so I, I want to submit to you that in the day that we live, we need you to be filled with the power to witness, but we also need you to be effective in your witness. Okay, I, I want you to notice something. I want you to think just back for a moment. Uh, uh, surely you've read Acts chapter 2 and you, uh, you remember what takes place. The, the, I, I referred to it in our little scene here. The, whole, the Holy Spirit comes into the room and uh, the, the disciples are filled with the Holy Spirit and, and they go out and they begin to testify. Now I want you to notice what's taking place. I want you to think about the group of guys. They weren't around a campfire. They were in an upper, some kind of a room having just fellowship hanging out 
the, the Holy Spirit comes into the place, tongues of fire set on them. I want you to think about that crowd sitting in that room that morning or that afternoon or whenever it took place. Had to happen at 10 o'clock because it was probably a Sunday at 10 o'clock because that's the only way to do church. Okay, so, uh, so they're sitting there, they're waiting, tongues of fire come. I want you to think about the group that's there now. Think about it. In that room, there were only very bold, extroverted, verbal people. That's the only people that were in that room. Okay. Uh, In fact, the only people allowed in that upper room were people that had never dealt with being timid, had never dealt with being fearful, had never been afraid to the point that they run away when things get tough. It was only a group of men and ladies probably there that were bold and extrovert and willing to say what they think, right? No, the truth is, is that the Bible declares that it was the men that had followed him, and we know the story. We know the fact is that most of them were not that bold, were not that brave. In fact, although on the day of Pentecost, we hear from the most bold one, Peter, who was always willing to mouth off, even if he was going to get himself in trouble, he he was the one that became the mouthpiece, but the fact is, is he wasn't the only one there. And then I want you to notice that, that even, um, even the most brave of them had already denied Christ. And yet, these are the folks that are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit to the degree that I want you to notice that it says uh, in, in Acts chapter 17 that now after the day of Pentecost, that these men, listen, these men, not just Peter, not just the mouthy one, not just the bold one, not just the brave one. These men in Acts chapter 17 are described like this. They turned the world upside down. These men, plural, not singular, not one man, these men, the shy ones, the timid ones, the introverted ones. Are y'all getting it? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to camp here just a minute for you to understand that the singular result of the Holy Spirit in their life on the day of Pentecost, uh, the, 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 one of the singular most important results was this. Even the most timid, even the most bashful, even the most introverted received a, the ability to witness effectively and with power. Well, big deal. That's a huge deal. Okay, the reason it is a huge deal is there are some of you sitting in here today that feel timid and shy. And when we start talking about, we need you to witness and tell people about what Jesus has done in your life, you're like, man, I can't even tell them, I can't even talk to my coworker about the weather. I, I, I'm, I'm the shy, I don't, I'm an introvert. Just put me in a cabin 1,500 miles away from nobody and I'd be happy. But, but what I'm saying to you is that one of the ghostly gains, one of the benefits of being baptized with the power of the Holy Spirit is this, you will be filled with the power and the ability to witness, but not only to witness, to witness effectively. Because have y'all ever met some folks that witness that aren't very effective? Like I drive past some on the corner that are yelling at everybody and I'm like, dude, they ain't listening to you. They got their windows up and their radio on. And you're just looking like an idiot. 
Or have you met people that are so hateful that when they witness, they're not very effective? We need the Holy Spirit to fill our lives with so much power that we not only get rid of all of our excuses, but we also become effective in our witness so that when we open up our mouth and say things about Jesus, people actually want to hear and actually are, are intrigued and want to listen and their lives are changed because of what we're saying because they recognize that we're filled with authority and power and it's not just us witnessing, it's the power of the Holy Spirit witnessing through us. So we need that. That is a ghostly game. Too many of us walk around powerless because we don't have the Spirit empowering us to witness effectively. I want us to become so filled as a group with the power of the Holy Spirit that everywhere we go, work, school, sports, Starbucks, grocery store, police department, I don't know why, um, but everywhere you step foot, you don't just witness, you witness effectively. All right, so number two, that, that, that's the power we need. That, that, that we need that power. The second thing is this. I want to say this to you, and I want you to hear me very carefully. I'm, I'm, I am getting ready to mess um, with years and years and years and years of how we thought about the Holy Spirit, I think. And I'm going to try to be very careful to, so that you don't... Ooh, this is dangerous because I don't want you to mishear. I'm try- I don't want to miscommunicate so you don't mishear. All right, so I'm asking you to listen carefully because I'm going to say some things very specifically. Are you all with me? Okay. We must make room for the gifts and the fruit. You all don't even understand what I just said and how powerful and important what I just said is. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to break it down for you. Because what I've discovered is that there are basically two camps, uh, at least in most of the Pentecostals, which we're one of, there are two camps contained inside of most Pentecostal churches. And that is this. It's all gifts or all fruit. <laughs> okay. Um, maybe y'all don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe y'all haven't been in this long enough to recognize that, that, but that some of us grew up in some churches where, where it was all gifts. There were people running, running on pews and prophesying and, and words of wisdom and discerning stuff and, and, and tongues and interpretation, which was one of the, the church I grew up in. And then there were others of you that grew up in church that there was none of that going on, but there was fruit. What I am saying to you this morning is, is we got to be careful that, that we have both. For many, the fear of gifts has caused us to tend to only focus on the fruit. Others only focus on the gifts and they forget about the fruit. I want you to hear me very clearly this morning. This is a both and, not an either or. In fact, I, I'm going to be bold enough to say is if we approach this as an either or, then we can have a church and lives full of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but if we don't have the fruit of the Holy Spirit, that we disqualify ourselves to even be able to use the gifts effectively. I also want to say to you that if you are using, you have all the fruit in, of the Holy Spirit in your life, but you don't have any of the gifts, this is not either or, it's both and, that you're missing something. So, so... I think here, here's where we're at. I think the fear and the confusion comes in because we have a lot of Pentecostals running around who speak in tongues. Okay, we're going to have a show of hands. Oh, never mind. Okay. Who speak in tongues. Or maybe they operate in one of the other gifts. Wisdom, knowledge, discernment, miracles, faith, healing. All the others. But they never operate in the fruit of the Holy Spirit. 
You know what? You know what that makes them? A freak. Those are the scary ones. Y'all not met them? Can I take y'all with me sometimes to some churches? Man, we go into these places and they're hooping and hollering and there's tongues and interpretation. And then you walk out in the parking lot and you accidentally parked in their spot. And they will cuss you up one side and down the other. Now they had the gifts in the church, but they got no fruit. And because of that, listen, this is what we do. This is, or they'll gossip or they'll slander or they'll be prejudiced. Like they can speak in tongues, but they hate black people, brown people, yellow people. They'll... Okay, so, so this is what we do. Y'all want me to be sick again? Because some of y'all are scared of me right now. This is what we do because we see that we dismiss all the gifts. And I want to stop a second. I'm going to address the elephant in the room because here it comes. Let's talk about tongues. All right, just a minute. I want you to hear me clearly. Tongues is a significant gift. You say, why is it so significant? Why, why do so many people put so much emphasis on speaking in tongues? Well, number one, the Bible teaches us that the most unruly part of our entire body is our tongue. So when the Holy Spirit comes in and can control our tongue, he's done something, y'all. That's big time. And, and so that Paul even understood the significance of, of the, the, the gift of tongues that the Holy Spirit is flexing his muscles when we speak in tongues. Paul understood that, the significance of that gift. And he said this. He said, I want you all to speak in tongues. But I want you to notice he didn't say, I only want you to speak in tongues. Okay. I think Paul recognized the importance of tongues because he understood that the Holy Spirit, when we speak in tongues, it allows us, the Bible says, to pray in mysteries. You're, even, you're praying stuff you don't even know. Have, maybe I'm the only one in the room. There are days I don't even know what to pray. Like I've already prayed on my, my laundry list of bless me, do this, protect my kids, help my church. I prayed my laundry list. I don't even know what else to pray. Paul teaches us that at that moment the Holy Spirit comes in and intercedes through us and prays mysteries. He begins to pray the mind of God. So I believe entirely that you can, uh, that, 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 that tongues are so important. In fact, before I get myself in trouble, I'll, I'll make this statement. I don't have time to argue it with you right now, but I just want to just make this statement so all my Pentecostal holiness friends will still love me. Is this, is that, that scripturally I can make a case. I can. I can make a case that the gift of tongues is the initial evidence. That's how we know. That you have been filled with the Holy Spirit. I, I get that. And the tongue is the loudest. And sometimes it is the most obvious gift. But that doesn't mean it's the only gift. See, my contention is this. Is that we have those who are, have grown up in Pentecostal settings. That we're only tapping into one benefit. Like you're only taking advantage of the 25% off at Walmart. And you could have taken advantage of the Hawaii trip. Amen. We speak in tongues, but we never operate in any of the other gifts. And we often fail to operate in, the, in kindness or live with joy or have any peace. So I don't want us to become so consumed by one gift that we forget or ignore the others. And I certainly don't want us to be guilty of forgetting that all the gifts are usually very hard to embrace if they are also not coupled with fruit. So the second group is this. They're all about fruit. 
They didn't grow up in Pentecostal settings. This, this gift stuff is a little freaky to them. They, they just don't understand how this works. And so what we do in that case is we focus only on the fruit. So what happens is you've got a lot of people running around and they're kind and they love one another and they've got great, great patience and they've got joy. They just don't have any power. Okay, uh, okay, so... The fruit is necessary and important. But without the gifts, we're missing something very vital that's needed in the body. In a moment, I'm going to take my last few minutes with you and I'm going to tell you why we need the gifts and why it is absolutely essential that we exhibit fruit. Okay? So just I'm just telling you, we need it all. So, so my contention is this. If we're part of an organization and we fail to access all the benefits, then we're missing the full benefit of being a part of that organization. Am I right? So if we don't allow the Holy Spirit to help us experience power, if we don't allow the Holy Spirit to allow, uh, use us in gifts, if we don't allow the Holy Spirit to produce fruit in us, then we're not getting all the benefits that have been allotted to us by Jesus when he said, I'm going to go away and I'm going to send a comforter, I'm going to send a helper, I'm going to send a standby, I'm going to send a paraclete, I'm going to send an intercessor, I'm going to send him to you. If we don't access the gifts and the fruit and the power, then we're missing it. So here's an issue. Here's the issue. Why can't I just accept Jesus and be saved and go to heaven? You can. But why would you want to stop there if there's more? So, so we desperately need the gifts. Why? I'm, I'm almost done. I promise. We need the gifts to operate. Gifts first. Not that they're first. More important. I'm just telling you. We need gifts in the body operating in your life. And here's why. Paul teaches us in 1 Corinthians that the gifts edify the body. They don't get you a pat on the back. This is not a gift show where we parade you on the platform and say, Ooh, look at them. They got the spirit. They got the spirit, man. They can speak in tongues. They can, they can prophesy. Woo, man, words of wisdom. We don't pray. This is not a glow show. We're not, that's not what the gifts are for. Paul makes it very clear that the gifts are for edifying the body. That means to exhort and to comfort the body. So in other words, if we don't have the gifts in operation as a body, we cannot build one another up. We cannot encourage one another. We cannot comfort one another the way that we should. So to put it simply, without the gifts of the Holy Spirit in operation, then when we come together like this, if the gifts are not in operation, hold on, buckle up, I'm going to make a brutal statement. If the gifts are not in operation in the body, this is a social club meeting. And you say, why? Because without the power of the Holy Spirit operating in me, giving me words of wisdom, knowledge, prophecy, faith, miracles, healing, how in the world can I even help you? How can you help me? I got nothing to give you other than the power of the Holy Spirit. You've got nothing to give me other than the power of the Holy Spirit. If we don't operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit when we're together, then we are not able to encourage, comfort, build one another up the way we're supposed to. It's a social club. But we also need the fruit. Because the fruit in place, it does this. It causes us to stand out in direct contrast to our society. 
In fact, I want to mention this to you in, Paul, in Galatians, the passage that I read to you where he lists the fruit. I do need to mention that if you back up a little bit, just a couple, of, just the two verses before, Paul begins to talk about what society was then and what it looks like now. He says this, he says, the acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. Sound like, sound, sound like what it was like in Bible days? Yeah, but does it sound like what it's like at the end of 2019? Oh yeah, Sounds just like what we're living in today. And Paul says that you need the fruit of the Holy Spirit because it stands in such stark contrast to that type of society. So in other words, if we don't have the fruit of the Holy Spirit operating in our life, we have no ability to show people that there's a different way. In fact, Jesus tells us this. I want you to we, we have to think logically at times, think, or all the time, think about this. Jesus says that we will know false prophets by what? Their fruit. Go read it. Go look it up for yourself. Jesus says you will be able to identify false prophets by their fruit. Newsflash, logically, then we can also make this conclusion. You can tell when somebody's a true prophet, not by their gift. No. Because there are people running all over the place that say they have gifts. If you can tell a false prophet by his fruit, then newsflash, I can also spot a true prophet by his fruit. I don't care about his business card. I don't care about what charisma said about him. I don't care about what the TV station said about him. I don't even care about what the other church said about him. What I want to know is, since he says he has the gift of prophecy, words of wisdom, knowledge, miracles, healing people, then what I want to know is, is there any fruit in his life? Because if there's any fruit of the Holy Spirit, it validates the gifts in his life. So without spiritual gifts in their exercise, there can be no authentic church life. Hear me again. Hear me again. Without the gifts of the Holy Spirit in operation, there can be no authentic church life. And without the fruit, can I tell you what happens if we don't have the fruit of the Holy Spirit in operation, growing in us? We have an identity crisis. We don't even know who we are. We begin to blend in. We begin to look like our society. We don't, we don't stand in stark contrast. While they're hating, we should be loving. While they're fighting, we should be having peace. While they're stressed out, we ought to have joy. What? While they're impatient and running red lights about to cause everybody to have wreck and honking at you when it's just now turned green, we ought to stand in stark contrast and be able to sit for 20 seconds and wait because they were distracted, but now they're moving. Okay. All right. So this is how I'm going to put this this morning so we can remember. We need the gifts to step in, but we need the fruit to stand out. Say that again. I want you to get this. We need the gifts so that we can step into one another's lives and give God's word and give knowledge and, and healing and miracles. Because there are times, anybody else ever need a miracle in their life? I need somebody operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And you can step in and bring a miracle into my life. I need that. I need you to step in. But I also need the fruit of the Holy Spirit operating in our lives so that we stand out. We look differently. So here's where I need us to be. I want us to lay aside all the fear, all the confusion. I, I want us to focus on all the gifts, not just one. 
I want us to focus on the fruit. And I want us to move into this position. All. I. There's a song. I don't even. It's, it's got to be a commercial because it's burned into, into my, 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 my psyche. Some, I want it all. I want it all. I want it. Okay, y'all know it too. I don't have a clue what the advertisement was about, so they didn't do a great job. They just taught me the song, and I don't remember the product. But I. But why? Why can't we embrace that as a movement, as a church, as a as a body? Why don't we come to this place where we say, "I want the Holy Spirit," because I have no healing if I don't have the Holy Spirit to offer you. I have no joy to offer you without the Holy Spirit. I have no hope to offer you without the Holy Spirit. I have nothing to operate with with or offer you without the Holy Spirit. I need you to want it all. I, I, I need you to walk in here on Sunday mornings and operate in gifts. I need you to walk out of here on Sunday morning and operate in fruit. I need you to go to work on Monday morning and operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But please, would you also show up at school and operate in the fruit and show somebody that we live differently than they live. All. I just want it all. And since um, I, I was gone last week, so... Sorry, this is, I'm tired, and I, had, I didn't get to preach last, last week, so I, I want to stop taking it. I got to have a snack, so. Mm. Mm, that's good, man. Mm, I love cake pops. Mm. Cake pops. Mm. Man, man, that hits the spot, man. man. Woo. Mm. What? Huh? What? What you got? You got a whole cake? <laughs> so you may not settle for cake pop. And that's a big cake pop, by the way. I settled for a cake pop when I could have had the whole cake. Oh, y'all, y'all got to forgive me. Woo. That's a lot of cake pop. You know, that helps. Thank you. Um, so my point, you mean I settled for a Dixie cup when I could have had a big gulp? Wrong store, but it works. Some of y'all drank way too many big gulps. <laughs> do you get the point? Why do we keep settling for cake pops when Scripture teaches us that we can have it all? Because I, I, all my life I've gone to church after church and they sell for tongues. Do you need tongues? Better believe it. If anybody needs their tongue control, this boy right here needs his tongue control. Every day of my life. And hey now. Uh, <laughs> I need my tongue control. But all my life I watched people get baptized in the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues and never operate in any other gift or never produce any fruit. And then when people would walk into our body, they need the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But boy, they could speak in tongues. Well, great. Glad you had a good church service. Because this person just walked in here and needed a miracle. They needed somebody to lay hands of faith on them. They needed somebody to pray healing into their life. They desperately needed a word of wisdom, like in English. Or their natural tongue. 
but they got nothing. Now, you had yourself a good church service because you spoke in tongues. Woo, had good church today, spoke in tongues. Woohoo! Cake pop. And then we go to work on Monday, and we had good church on Sunday, but I'm as mean as the devil, and I treat my kids bad, I treat my coworkers bad, I kick the dog on the way out of the house, my neighbors let his dog walk in my yard and do his business, so now I'm going to give him, I give him the peace of my mind. Why don't you give him peace instead? Why settle for a cake pop when you have the whole cake? So can you, can you, will you please embrace with me? We want it all. Here at Passion, I want it all. I don't want a Sunday to go by where we don't operate with gifts, but I also don't want a Monday to go by where we don't operate in fruit. I want it all. Because as we operate in all, as I operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but I couple them with the fruit of the Spirit, it's no longer weird, and it's no longer freaky, and they only glow on Sundays, and they're mean as snakes the rest of the week. Forget all that. That's weird. You freak. Get it all. Get it all. You're out of balance. Get it all. Get the gifts, but also get the fruit. Jesus, I pray that this week, this week, this week, this week, that you would do a miracle in us as a body and also individually, that we would come to this level of hunger and desire where we want everything that you have for us. I pray in Jesus' name that we would not settle for cake pop when we can have the entire cake. I pray that you would make us come to this place to help. If we've been afraid, if God, I pray that anyone under the sound of my voice that's been afraid because they've seen the gifts of the Holy Spirit misused, abused, used for personal gain, used by freaks that have no fruit, then Father, I pray that this week they would open up Scripture again as a membership manual and they would recognize that there are benefits in there that belong to them. And I pray that they would just begin to pray and ask you like this, Jesus. Jesus, I want it all. I want it all. Everything that you promised, I want it all. And I pray that you would fill us with the gifts of the Holy Spirit in this body and we would begin to operate in words of wisdom and words of knowledge and healing and miracles and faith, tongues and interpretation, the whole thing, all of it. But Father, I also pray for those of us that have experienced the baptism with power of the Holy Spirit, I pray that we would not so focus on one gift that we miss the others, and I pray that we would be fruit-filled. That we would walk through our daily life, and we would become people that are filled with love and peace and joy and self-control and patience and gentleness and all those fruits, that, that, that fruit that's supposed to become evident in our life so that when we do operate in the gifts they're coupled with the fruit and they become much more palatable to those that we're interacting with. And so, Father, I pray that in the privacy of bedrooms and in cars, you would fill people with gifts and fruit. And I pray that all the preconceived ideas of what we have to do to access these benefits would be washed out of our mind and we would simply come at your feet Jesus and say we know that you're a good good father and that you want what's best for us and so we are open to everything that you have for us 
And Father, we'll give you the glory for it and the honor for it. We'll praise you for it. We will make sure that all the credit belongs to you and goes to you. This is not about us showing off our gifts. This is about drawing attention to who you are and how good you are. In Jesus' name and everybody. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.